to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the Fit Pack King. Guys, today's, it's not about personal training. It's not about health coach or it's not about fitness training. It is about fitness. It is about health, of course. But I am so honored today to present you guys an athlete who had been playing basketball for many years. He's played major leagues in Australia. He's played 11 seasons and has been awarded twice in 1994 and 1995 for best defensive player. So let's hear from the guy himself, how he's done it and how he's still doing it. Please welcome Darren Lucas. Hello, Darren. Uh, Welcome to my podcast. Hey, Ma. How are you going? Good, good. Thank you very much for coming in. Just to uh, just to begin with, um, tell us about your eleven seasons you played um, as a basketball player. So, um, when I was about seventeen, I um, went to the Institute of Sport, and I had two years in Canberra at the AIS, um, basically training basketball. And then I was chosen to play with um, South East Melbourne Magic, or sorry, East Side Spectres. Um, as a guard with Barry Barnes as a coach. And then um, basically, so I, I was an off-guard shooter. And if you roll back to the end of my career, I was a defensive specialist. So, um, you know, it's, it's you know, there's j- times during your career where you, you know, you, depending on the coach, depending on your age, depending on the opposition, uh, what sort of role you play. So, you know, the first couple of years I was an offensive, I think I scored 20 Three in my first game. Um, I had a 46-point game against Perth one one time. Um, and then I think in about probably 90, I think it was 93, 94, I started for George and got me to focus on defence. Um, hence why I won the um, best defensive player in 90, 90, 93, 94. Yep. Or 94, 95. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, I was I was going to add this at the end. I said like you've won two awards. Um, so when when you were playing, how many teams you played with? Three teams. No, I played with one team. Oh, um, okay. The team, the team changed names, so oh, the they were East, names. East Side Spectres, all the same owners, um, uh, the same support staff. It just changed names. So um, South East, uh, East East Side Spectres to start off with, then they changed it to South East Melbourne Magic. Uh, and then they changed it to, oh, you know, they changed it to the Giants, and you know, but I, I left before. So it's essentially one team. Yep. So you probably know Seamus McPeak. He's a pretty um, famous person in basketball. Yeah, I do. I do know of Seamus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I worked for him a long time ago. Oh, did you? He was a he was a Giants man, I think. Nah, Melbourne Tigers. Tigers. Sorry, Tigers yeah. man. That's right. Um, That's right. My rival. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've seen a few games against Giant and then, you know, we, because we used to get the corporate box, so that was a good part of the of the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my uncle used to go in his, um, the Lin Fox corporate box and yes. I could always 
with watching. <laughs> uh, so when you were growing up, did you have any other interest in other sports? So um, I, look, I played uh, rep te- uh, tennis as well. And then basically I got to, I think about, I think 13 or 14 and mum and dad said, you got to choose between tennis and um, basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was a good tennis player, but, it was more individual and it was yeah. more about yourself, whereas mm. basketball was about team. It's team. It's about team, yes. And I was probably better at basketball than I was at tennis, so I ended up choosing uh, to go with basketball. And you know, I, tennis was too individual. Um, there weren't trips away as a team, whereas you know, the basketball there was trips to Queensland with your with your teammates. You know, like I, I played with the same group of guys for ten years in my junior team in my oh, yeah. uh, bully. And we were undefeated for um, 10 years. So um, we, we still catch up for lunch now. We, it's, uh, it's pretty that's funny. A good, that's a good yeah. team, looks like it. And it's yeah, good yeah. to catch up with all the friends, you know, because you've, you've done this for a long time together as a team. So at the bond, because you've been to other states to play as well, I think the bonds, you know, you, you create that bond between the, between the team. Yeah, we, like every year we would, um, you'd go to America and play Texas, UCLA, um, you know, all these different teams, um, uh, Hawaii, um, University of Hawaii and stuff like that. And um, those trips were always good bonding times because yeah. it, it was the end of your season. And even though Brian Gorgian took it pretty seriously, um, uh, me and a few of the other guys didn't take it that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but did you ever, when, when you were in USA, you ever thought about, you know, um, playing for any US team? So when I was... Um, uh, when I was 17, I went just before I went to the Institute of Sport. I played a um, played with my bullying team, that undefeated team, and I played in a tournament in in Can- in Can- Canada. Okay, and I got MVP of the tournament, and I got offered some scholarships to play in college basketball in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'd already been given the um, uh, the Institute of Sport um, gig. Um, I, was, I suppose I was a bit of a homeboy at the time. I thought, you know, what, moving to Canberra is not too bad. Moving to Canada, you know, it's, I mean, I, I wasn't ready for that. So, um, you know, so and in my day, um, players really didn't go to the states. Um, yeah. You know, Luke Longley was one of the first ones, and um, you know, we went to the Institute of Sport together, and I, Luke, and. Uh, um, and then, you know, Andrew Parkinson also went to college. So they, they really people were – it wasn't advertised that well and it wasn't something that, that easy. Whereas yeah, nowadays, yeah. if you're a good basketball, that's pretty much yeah. on the tables. They'll, like, they'll pick you up. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's scouts for that sort of thing. And you know what? Like, so my niece, um, Jade Melbourne, she plays for Australia and um, she got the choice to play um, in one of the college teams. Like Chris Anthony's daughter plays with UCLA and she got – she got offered um, a team, you know, sort of close by, and she chose to go to the Institute of Sport. So, you know, personally, I would have had, I would have loved to have gone to college. Um, you know, it would have been, oops, sorry, that's all right. Would have been great. It would have been great. Um, you know, just the so, I really like the social life of things, social side of things, and I don't think I would have been as good a basketballer, okay, uh, if I had gone to the states. Um, I, I think I would have been too tempted by mucking around and having fun. <laughs> Which you were just having here. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Um, so at what age, you know, as you said, like you started about 17. So 
were you playing the basketball in school as well? So when you were like really yeah, young? So, so my sister started playing basketball at age seven. Oh. And uh, uh, I started playing since I turned seven. And um, in my the first game I ever played, I shot 36 points. So at age seven, obviously, um, people thought I was, you know, had a bit of talent. I didn't really, I just, and, and I was good at it. Um, so it basically went from there. Um, you know, I made all the state teams, the junior Australian teams, um, you know, two Olympic squads and, uh, you know, look, I probably could have been a better player, but I always managed, um, I always worked. Um, it, was, it was me and Ray Gordon, the only two that actually worked while we played basketball. Oh, okay. So Ray Gordon from the Melbourne Tigers had, he was, I don't know what his job was, but um, um, I had my job. Um, working at Xerox at the time, and um, that, that's basically sort of it. Sort of kept me back, but it also meant that there's a lot of players are happy when they finish their career with the Magic or, or a team. They're happy to go to um, you know Sydney or Illawarra or Newcastle or, or wherever. So whereas I wasn't so happy to, to do that sort of thing because I had a wife, I had a career. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and to 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 leave to go play basketball somewhere else, I'd, I'd drop a hundred grand. With my mm. career, so yeah, I'm not really going to do that. Yeah, it's a big hit as well. And well, because I think also it comes to the time you put in your game as well, because it might take a lot of training too as well. Yeah, what was look, your training say? So, you know, probably so get up early or something like this. <laughs> no, Gordon was pretty good because I worked. Um, yeah. We during the peak of the NBL when it was like sort of like. In the uh, so like from ninety two to about ninety six, we were training from ten till twelve and two to four, and um, Gorgian let me off the ten to twelve one mm-hmm. um, because I was working, and he just said come to the twelve till two one. So he's pretty good, or the two to four one. So he's pretty good that way, um, but it, it it did affect. Look, he knew what I could do. He'd point me in the in the in the face of a defender. Mm-hmm. Like an sorry, an offensive player like Andrew Gaze, and and, and I, he knew what I could do. So, Gorgian was really good at getting the best out of individual players. Um, you know, I could have played a few more years, but um, uh, there was Jason Smith and Sam McKinnon coming through as juniors, and they played for the Olympics, and they were great athletes. Oh, okay. And yeah, so you know, that sort of shortened my career. But uh, I'm still I'm good mates with those guys now. Yeah, relevant. <laughs> so, did you have a like hard coach? Um, I mean, very strict. Um, look, uh, Barry Barnes was um, so in junior my junior career. We I had quite a few. I had Ian Loxton early on. Um, my dad, who just passed, was always my manager. Okay, um, and then uh, we had oh, look, Barry Barnes was probably my hardest coach. Mm-hmm. Um, a while and then, but I had Brian Gorgian from basically the last sort of nine years of my career. So it's um, that's that's when you sort of you know yeah, when yeah. you know really well and knows you really well. I mean, yeah. he got to sick and tired of hearing his American yeah. accent, and, you know. But you know, <laughs> we had a, we had a healthy respect for each other. Um, so with because athletes have their certain diets or you know certain time of training in the day, did you have any sort of um, during those um, during those times when you were playing? Yeah, yeah, we had a dietitian um, 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 allocated to us, and um, I didn't need any weight issues or weight control. We had players on our team 
uh, Andrew Parkinson and uh, Tony Ronaldson, and I don't know who else was there, but um, they, they they focused on that, uh, on those two or three players that maybe carried a bit of puppy fat. Yeah. Um, mate, they lived alone. I, I, I was married at the time, so um, you know they thought that maybe that I was getting fed better than two single guys. <laughs> uh, so I, I was never really brought into the hey, he's a dietitian. Yeah. Can you can you help with Darren's diet? You know. But these days I've seen, you know, that if you see any NBL or NBA stars, you know, they are like very fit and then they're focused on diet. They talk about training, like t- training three, four hours a day. Did you guys have to do that as well, the same thing? Yeah. Um, the diet wasn't really brought about. Um, we were allowed to go out the piss after a game. So that, yeah. that wasn't turned to Gorgian or any of the coaches once you had a, finished the game, as long as you didn't have the game the next day or the day after. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's, look, it was, uh, it was pretty lenient back in my days. Um, we had to go to the gym. We had, we had a weights trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my own weights routine. So, um, and you know, the guys would do that during the day when I was working. So good knew I was strong enough and I, you know, I did weights and I liked doing weights. So I didn't have to be pushed. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, so that was, that was, that was easy that part. Yeah. So I think the, um, with the, with, before we start the game and, you know, um, you guys training, did you guys have to, um, any of the one of the team member or anyone ever fell off the wagon, like the motivation sort of thing? Like, you know, it doesn't look like motivated and then coach has to do the pep talk. I think we had uh, an interesting bunch of players. We had Sam McKinnon, we had um, Tony Ronaldson, we had John Dorge, all different personalities, you know, uh, some younger need, needing to, to be pampered, to be, mm. you know, come on, mate, you know, let's, we need more out of you. <laughs> and some were like, come on, you prick, fucking, you know, get going, you know. So, look, every player was different. Um, every player had an ego and it was up to Brian to sort of how to stroke that ego, how to um, – how to get the best out of that person with that ego. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got a lot of egos on it. Like on our team, we had, you know, four players in the Australian team. So um, we had a good team. So, um, you know, everyone doesn't think they've got an ego, but I'm sure it's there. Yeah. It's always there. It's just some people show it, some people don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, with your, um, when you're growing up, of course, you know, everyone who becomes, Anyone who wants to, like, suppose any tennis star or anyone, they always have idol. Who was your idol? You know what? That's funny. And the boys that I play with now in the Masters, uh, Anstey and, and Parky and those guys, they know I didn't follow the NBA, right? Okay. So, like, we had Kim Olajuwon come to one of our games, and I don't know whether you remember who he was. Seven foot, he won the rebound, best rebounder in the NBA. And uh, he's there at one of our finals games and uh, all the boys have got their cards out, you know, to get it signed. <laughs> all right, so I'm guessing he's a basketballer, but, you know, who the <laughs> And, uh, boy, I cop crap for that. So, I look, the only person I looked up to were, were – like, I played against Magic Johnson in one game. Um, I looked up to him, um, not because he got AIDS, but because he was a, a good player. Yeah. Uh, it was probably Michael Jordan. Um, you know, I always wanted to play against him uh, and I missed out on – one of the Olympics he was in. So I would have probably played on him, which would have been a highlight for me. So I think the 
the only chance I've got now of playing against him is, in, is if I go to you know Chicago in a, in a Masters tournament. And if oh, he yeah. happens to, I don't think he would. Yeah. So do you still play as a Masters? Isn't it? Yeah. So we've uh, we've got a team called the Hasbeens. Yep. So that's um, that's pretty much the. Uh, uh, Chris Anstey, Sam McKinnon, Mo, um, Andrew Parkinson, uh, Shane Bright, a lot of a lot of the boys in the old team. So um, yeah, no, it's good. How was the with how was the fitness level do you need do you require to play the game when you were young, or what's the difference when you were young and now? Um, I don't run anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> I don't run at all. I never end. <laughs> yeah, look, the difference between then and now is my mind still thinks I can do things, and yeah. uh, the body. I'm no, you that. can't. <laughs> uh, so look, you know, I'll, uh, look, I'm. So some old basketballers, like some of them, stay tall, and you don't get any shorter. Whereas six three, so I'm not really that tall, um, but. I'm still strong. I can still play really good defense. So if I want to stop someone, I can stop someone as long as they're not quick. Um, but the offensive side of things over the last five years has sort of gone downhill a bit. But I look, I still enjoy it. Play on a yeah. Tuesday win. Because uh, you six three, you said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty tall for me. <laughs> Because when I met you on uh, on Tanya's birthday. Um, She did tell me that you know that you play basketball, and I said like, oh, uh, you know, probably he knows Seamus, but we never get talked to on that day because I think you know yeah. we were in the yeah. mood of the birthday party. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, six two now after you know fifty yeah. five years. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does a little bit, yes. <laughs> uh, still, still tall. <laughs> yeah. My nephew, my nephew, he plays basketball, and he's he's six one, I think. Yep. Like he, he's, what's your, um, so if, if anyone younger, because the people who, what's your advice for young people or, uh, or newcomers for basketball players? Um, I'd probably, if I was talking to a kid that was a friend of the family or someone that wanted some advice, I'd, I'd suggest to them to focus on their weaknesses. Um, because I, I look at mine and, and during my junior career, I was a really good shooter, but I was, I was never a three-point shooter. Oh, okay. Um, so I should have worked on my three-point shooting. Yeah. Um, I had one year when I worked on my, my outside shooting and um, I was playing down against the Tassie Devils, what they were called then. And um, um, he's a commentator now. I've forgotten his name. Lovely guy. Um, uh, he said to me after the game, he said, oh, you've been you know, working on your shot, have you? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, you can tell. So. <laughs> There that was go. a nice compliment. That was a compliment, guy. yes. Steve, Steve Carpino. Okay. Steve. Yeah. Have you have you seen any changes in your health-wise? Of course, you said you don't run anymore, but any other changes you've seen in those years since you've, you know? Um, no, look, I'm a, I'm a big believer in don't stop. Um, like I had back surgery 10 years ago and uh, about 12 years ago and they said you'd never play basketball and run or run again. So I was back playing 18 months later and <laughs> a big believer in you keep playing basketball, you keep active. Like I've had a few falls, you know, at 55, you know, you, you start to worry about any falls you have. Yeah. Uh, my, my parents had falls and I was worried about that. 
But because I'm playing basketball and I'm bumping against guys 20 years younger than me yes. and rebounding and I'm falling over and um, my body's used to be being hit. So I think that's that's helped me. I, I fell off the back of a, um, a moving trailer. Yeah, um, oh, okay. Landed on my, my ass and did yeah. not On did the not road. Flinch. Yeah, on the road, yeah, on my coccyx. And I just got up and went, geez, that should have hurt. And it didn't yeah. hurt. So, you know, I yeah. put that down to continue playing basketball and just, you know, bumping younger body guys. Body gets and, used to it. Yeah, your body gets used to sort of impact. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's what you get older. Mm. Remember um, you said about that you, you had a support from your family, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, so, um, yeah. My my dad was he passed away a month ago, but he was uh, my manager of pretty much all my junior basketball teams. Took me to every basketball training. Um, yeah, he was a big supporter. My mum was too, but you know, dad was a big supporter of, of me uh, in my you know up until about seventeen. Then I went to the institute. Oh yeah, and he, they couldn't they couldn't watch every game. So, but that was a uh, you know that was yeah a huge part of my uh, junior life. Okay, so when you know. Um the people who starting and they don't have much support, what would you um, advise that person who doesn't get support? Like, oh, what would be the advice for you for, for the parents who's not supporting their kids in the basketball or any other support, not just basketball? Oh, look, I think you've got to support your kids in basketball um, or any sport, whatever it is, you've got to get there for them. If you're not going to be there for them, you're not part of their life. Um, you're not giving not giving them all your, um, you know, all your positive reinforcement, you know, all your lessons in life. Um, you know, like I coach, I've coached both my daughters in basketball and, um, you know, they've, they've, they've never wanted to take it any further, any seriously, to all, but they've just enjoyed it and I've enjoyed coaching them. And, you know, bits along the way, I'm like, you know, and they're, they're really good with listening. So, you know, if if you can sort of give a, t- a tidbit to kids that listen, it's the kids yeah. that listen that you really, really love working with. Um, it's the ones that don't listen that you go hey, rebound more because you're tall, exactly. And then they just don't listen to you. And then you know, like my daughter, I said, I said, I want you to start rebounding, and all of a sudden she's got you know twenty rebounds in it, you know in the game last Tuesday night. So there you, go. <laughs> you know, that you that make you make your day, make your That's life. Now. Yep, yep. So with the recovery after the playing, you know, long game or, you know, the, as you said, the, the impacts of the falling and all that, how, how, how was the recovery? Like, what would you, how would you recover? Oh, look, <clears throat> everyone's different. Like, um, I was never a stretcher, um, whereas all the boys would stretch after games and, you know, that, that wasn't really me. I don't stretch. I don't tape my ankles. Um, I'm more, uh, you know, I have a hot shower and go for a walk. Oh, okay. And, and walk out any ailments. Um, you know, like if I if I play a game on a Tuesday, Wednesday night now, uh, if I don't go for a walk afterwards, uh, you know, my, my legs are screaming at me in the night, middle of the oh, night. Okay. You're 55. <laughs> uh, how long walk would you do normally? Oh, I'd probably a three, four K walk, you know. Oh, okay. You know, so just, just something small just to sort of get the lactic acid out. Yep. If you if you were young now, so I suppose you have to do it again. What what would you change in your career? Oh, good question, Emma. Um, <laughs> the one I'd change is uh, when I was in the Olympic squads. Um, my focus was my work. Um, 
I had I had jobs. So I knew that was my career after basketball. <clears throat> I wish I had gone to like Barry Barnes, Lindsay Gaze, uh, and look. I wish actually I wish Brian Gordon had been my coach if I was in the you know um, if I was in an Australian team because there's a fair chance I would have made the Olympics because okay. you know he likes having defensive players in there. Um, but um, you know Barry Barnes was my coach in the in the second Olympics I made and. You know, he got kicked out by my team, so I don't think he felt great about my team. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I would have I, look. I would have loved to have gone to them and said, "How do I? What do I need to do to improve to get in this?" Right? If they had said, "Keep doing what you're doing," and knowing what I know now, would have been, well, "Listen, you're not going to make it." But if they had said, "Listen, if you work on your, you know, your, you know, your penetration, or work on your." your outside shot or work on, you know, I knew my defense was good enough, but uh, it might've been just a, you know, the jump shot off a, off a, a two dribble, whatever it is. It's um, I wish I had have asked more questions of what was required of me. Cause yeah. I could, I could have made two Olympics yeah. in that case. Mm. I think maybe because, you know, that time there was a different sort of approach of every game or every, every support, I think, because, you know, and now we have social media, we have so many things, you know, every coach look at other people as well. So they have different sort of approach to every single player. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have social media in my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so all the, all the, you, you think that social media um, would have made it bad or worse or good? <laughs> would have made it bad, let me tell you. <laughs> There's a few things that were swept under the uh, under the rug, not by me, or you know, I had to do with. But there's a few things swept under the rug um, with teammates that uh, nowadays would not would you, you know it'd be in the media like straight yeah, 100%, away. Yeah, because that time I think it was only the newspapers or the news channels. Yeah, look, now, we had channel channel ten was pretty good, but yeah. um, certainly not. You know, they weren't scrutinising us going out to the, the you know the nightclubs or the yeah. saloon. Or, and that time, I think there was less phone cameras as well, <laughs> you know. And then they can't record what you're doing in the bar or pub. It was a brick, big brick that you had no phone. <laughs> yeah, no cameras in them. I remember those on nineties. <laughs> but um, thank you very much, Jaron. I really appreciate your time. And then you know, I can't thank enough Tanya as well that you know she she spoke to you about because when she asked me, you know, also when you started podcast, so who do you can. So I saw like any athlete, personal trainers, health coaches, you know, she said like, oh, Darren would be good to then, you know, he yeah. can come and I say, yeah, if you can, that'd be great. Yeah. And- look, I, I, any of my mates like Chris Anstey, you want to do him, I could probably get him on yeah. um, when he gets dates. So um, just, you know, hit me up and I'll try and get you some. Sure, 100%. And uh, that'll, be, that'll be very good. No probs. All right, mate. Thank you very much right. for coming in. Cheers. You have a good night. Thanks, mate. Thank Cheers. You. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.